This is a podcast from Minute Media. Let me say this, though, about Jordan Love real quick. Going up against that Kansas City defense, he could look great. He could, You could score some points on that defense because everybody's been scoring points on that defense. So uh, it could be one of those indicators like, man, this guy's the next coming of, of Aaron Rodgers because that defense is so bad in Kansas City. We're heading into week nine, and there are some huge storylines with the Hall of Famer and birthday boy, greatest show on turf, left tackle, Orlando Pace, and the seven-time Pro Bowler, best gambler in the history of gambling, 16-6, and six, Nick Mangled, another 3-0 and week. Follow Nick Mangled, your life just becomes better. Gentlemen, welcome in. I, I, congratulations, Nick. Let's just start there. You, you deserve some props. I appreciate that. Thank you. But I do not want to take away from Orlando's birthday week. Uh, I wish that we were together so we could share some cake. Uh, me being an offensive lineman, I love cake. I assume Orlando also loves cake. We Absolutely. should be enjoying cake together. So uh, it's disappointing that we aren't together. But either way, happy birthday, Orlando. Well, thank, thank you, Nick. That means so much, man. And, and no, by any, all means, celebrate your 3 a week, man. I, I, uh, you are you are just making people money at this point, man, which is big. So, <laughs> making it Sprinkle. rain, sprinkling a little rain. bit of money. Gonna do it again this week. I got I, I got a feeling. You like the board? You like the board this week? Oh, I like the board, and it's all <laughs> underdogs. I love it. All right, we're starting today with the big news in the NFL that came out today that uh, Aaron Rodgers is in the COVID protocol. He is not going to play against the Chiefs in 99.9% uh, likelihood and could be missing more than that. Uh, and interestingly, Rodgers basically caught lying. He was asked back in August, are you vaccinated? He said yes, then proceeded to say he was immunized, uh, which is not vaccinated, but he did say yes. I'm curious how this registers in a locker room where clearly the Packers have had some different uh, rules for their best player. Does this, and, and now of course he's gonna miss time. Nick, would this bother you? How would this, how would this register in a Jets locker room back in the day? So this is where my head is uh, with this whole thing. Cause it came out, um, you know, everyone's running to the vaxxed, unvaxxed. Um, he should have been vaxxed. He shouldn't have, like that whole thing. And that's, that's beside the point. That is, you know, personal choice. I, I do not care. The big thing for me, is how he was treated by the Green Bay Packers. Because if they knew all along that he was unvaxxed, which I think there was a report that came out that he had tried to um, get a clearance from the NFL because he had some sort of other treatment. Um, and I, I don't know the full, like I've been trying to gather information, but it, it seems to be very difficult. Um, so if he was considered an unvaxxed player he and he did the protocols as an unvaxxed player within the team realm so I don't know what they are but I think it was like wearing masks and not being able to go to dinner on a way trip um, you know different things within the protocols if he wasn't doing those and then he gets popped and it, it come to find out he's unvaxxed that would cause a problem in the locker room if he was doing all the protocols and following everything, you know, step in line with what the NFL was asking for, and he pops positive, I think the locker room is going to be upset because obviously you're losing Aaron Rodgers, uh, who's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. 
but at the same time, they're not going to fault them. You know, no one's going to fault you for getting COVID. Like you can't say, well, it's your fault. You got COVID. I, I think it's, it's very, it's a very two different world situation. And I don't know if we're ever going to know. And I think this is going to be an NFL investigation because the Packers, obviously I saw a statement that the NFL was like, it's up to each club. So the NFL is going to investigate. Um, but we all know how NFL investigations go with the 650,000 emails that, you know, we've forgotten a bunch of them. Um, what's going to come out. And so that's where it lies. Like that's the big thing. And you're going to see that in the locker room. Is it, you know, he was following protocol and just got the bad hand or wasn't following protocol. And now he's out and it's like, well, listen, you were treating him this way. What are we going to do now? The one thing that, that would rub me the wrong way. Um, and Nick mentioned it also was just, if you're out just being reckless, if you're out just hanging out in crowds of people, going to dinner, doing the things that you're not supposed to do as a unvac unvaccinated player, that would probably rub me the wrong way. Uh, it's funny because I was just giving uh, Green Bay credit for, uh, they had so much turmoil at the beginning of the year, Aaron Rodgers and the coach and the staff. And then they come out, you, you normally, you don't really ever see teams win ball games the way they won ball games with so much turmoil at the beginning of the season about a quarterback uh, not wanting to be in Green Bay. So when you look at this, it's starting to come down and starting to crumble a little bit because I'm sure the Green Bay Packers, their front office, everybody uh, up there is probably a little disappointed and thinking that Aaron is probably, you know, not, I wouldn't say purposely, but he's probably, uh, he's doing something that, that's negatively affecting the ball team, the ball club. I mean, he was going to come back or he was going to retire and then he decided that he was going to play and now it's the last dance and Nothing really, uh, I'm not sensitive, but yet you couldn't be honest about your vaccination status, but yet you're Aaron Rodgers, so you help us win football games. Like, there's a lot that goes into this. I thought one interesting comment came from the head coach, Matt LaFleur. He was asked, was he being dishonest to the players with the way he answered it? And LaFleur says, that's a question for Aaron. Ooh. So this, is, this, isn't, this, isn't, this isn't an opportunity, right, for the Packers to back him and maybe rethink what they're doing, looking at, look around, Tom Brady's winning Super Bowls in Tampa. Maybe it doesn't look that great to move on from the guy, but he's saying that's a question for Aaron. And now we get to see Jordan Love. So I don't know. To, to me, there's an opportunity for, for Green Bay right now. What do, you, what do you think about that side of it, Nick? Like they could back him or they could not. Yeah, and that's, you know, obviously I don't think the organization has been backing him when we were going through everything in the spring. So I don't think they're going to back him now. Um, but you bring up Jordan Love, and that's kind of the interesting part where, you know, Aaron's obviously out for this game, possibly out for the next game. If Jordan Love comes in, and he comes into a great situation, you know, they got a, a good defense running, they have some weapons, um, they, they have a run game. You know, the, this guy has sat behind Aaron Rodgers. Whether or not Aaron's helped him, I'd have no idea. But at least, you know, you, it's probably by osmosis, things are going to rub off from one of the quarterback greats. Um, he's coming into a place where he can kind of position himself and be like, listen, you guys don't need Aaron anymore. I'm here. You know, you drafted me. I'm now ready to go. Uh, and so if, if Aaron doesn't play for the next two games and, you know, Jordan Love plays lights out, now we kind of have a quarterback controversy in Green Bay, which it, in the football gods world of just everything being crazy, like that, you know, it would just be, it would play into the drama 
of the greatest reality TV show that is the NFL. Yeah, I think I think with Jordan Love, I think uh, if if Aaron is out multiple games, I think it's a good opportunity for them to see what they have at quarterback because obviously at the end of the year, you know Aaron's gone. I think he signed a one-year deal. He's he's out the door. He's ready to move on and do something different. So you want to see what you have in Jordan Love, um, you know, and and, and it, is, he, is he that quarterback for the future? So and if he wins. The next two ball ball games uh, for Green Bay, uh, it could create a little controversy. Although Aaron is is probably clearly the, the better quarterback at this time. I mean, the line is shot up here. Nobody thinks that Green Bay can win with Jordan Love. Orlando, you giving him a shot? I I don't think so. I think it's I think it's too much going on in that locker room. Uh, and we didn't we didn't even mention obviously if they're not backing Aaron in terms of being honest about uh, being vaccinated or not, if, if, if we're in a locker room and you're telling me you're vaccinated and it comes out uh, you're not vaccinated, that could create an issue as well. So, Exactly. And I'm looking at, you know, when what's amazing to me is Vegas, it, you know, knows so much more than the rest of us know. Uh, when the <laughs> line came out that the Chiefs, I think it came out at minus six for the Chiefs, I was, I, I was blown away. I was like, how is this possible? You know, the Chiefs barely beat the Giants. What are we looking at? Um, I feel like they were already in the know that this was coming down the pike. It just – it blows my mind how fantastic Vegas is. Let, let me say this, though, about Jordan Love real quick. Going up against that Kansas City defense, he could look great. He Because you could score some points on that defense because everybody's been scoring points on that defense. So – uh, it could be one of those indicators like, man, this guy's the next coming of, of Aaron Rodgers because that defense is so bad in Kansas City. It's a seven-point spread right now up to, if you go to uh, winbet.com, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com. Uh, all right, it'll be a very interesting Sunday afternoon here, and, and we'll see what happens down the line with Aaron. But let, let's look at Kyler Murray. He's uh, got an ankle injury, going to be missing at least one, maybe up to three weeks. How do you think that that changes the dynamic of the NFC right now? Green Bay, that line's going to move too, but they, they, they were at plus 400, Arizona plus 500. Uh, and then the MVP conversation, Murray plus 450, Rodgers plus 100. So now we got an ankle injury and those things can linger. Or, Orlando, would you be, uh, how worried are you for Murray and the Cardinals? Not, not, not as much. I think they have a pretty solid team around them. Um, but the thing that I think long-term, um, this could be beneficial for him, actually, because he I've watched the last three or four games, and he's taken a beating. So take three, uh, you know, up to three weeks off and get ready for a playoff run. Obviously, you know, because he's a, he's, a, he's a smaller quarterback, man, and, and he, he's been taking some hits. So uh, ankle injury, taking a couple games off, could really be beneficial long-term in making that playoff run. Yeah, I, I look at it um... – kind of both ways because the Cardinals kind of rely on Kyler Murray as their juice. And, you know, with him out, I think it's going to be difficult for them to win games without him. Um, but I am still, you know, you look at the game this week against the 49ers, they're still only plus one and that's a 49ers home game. So there's still confidence in that team. They have a fantastic defense that's going to get after things. So uh, I'm not, overly concerned it is good to get him the rest but at the same time when I you know I, I dealt with a lot of ankle injuries over my career ended the uh you know and when you go through those things they do hurt they also have ways medically with maybe a, a small needle to take care of things for the game time 
you feel terrible afterwards, but if it comes down to it where he needs to be able to play, if they're starting to lose games and, and it's just not getting right, I think they can fix things. I think Kyler Murray's kind of the engine that runs that team where if it starts going bad, they're going to push him to get out there as soon as possible. Colt McCoy. Anybody want to name their favorite all-time backup quarterback that never goes away? Because <laughs> mine would be Josh McCown, for the record. I love that guy. He was great with the Bears. Uh, yeah. Josh, yeah, I got Josh. How many teams did he get? He got 15 teams? Uh, wow. I, th- I think he played for every team in the NFL. Did he Jets. play for every? No, he didn't. He did. he, he, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, listen, it's a real possibility. He played for all of them. Yeah. He, the, the man just kept popping up year after year after year, all the way in, into his 40s. It was it was impressive. All right, hey, let's go trade deadline, come and gone, and just a huge move by the Rams and the Broncos. Von Miller, who's going to end up in the Hall of Fame, gets sent out of Denver emotionally. He did not want to go, but has a chance now to win a Super Bowl. Second and third round pick, huge, huge uh, – uh, a payment by the Rams, but uh, hey, the, the the question is, does it put them over the top? Are they now your Super Bowl favorite? Orlando, what do you think? Of course, I was excited when I saw this come across my social media uh, <laughs> to, to see Von go out to LA, because what are you going to do? You got AD, Aaron Donald in the middle, you have Von Miller, you got Ramsey on the back end. Uh, they are loading up this year uh, for all the moves that they're making. Now, they won't, they probably won't have a draft pick for the next 10 years. But, uh, you know, obviously they got uh, they got some horses on that defensive side uh, that, that can stop a team like Arizona with Kyler. Uh, and they're, they're gearing up for Tom Brady and all these different teams. But that type of pressure on defense with Von Miller, you know, Aaron Dino and Jalen Ramsey, they're going to be tough to score on. Uh, they just need to hold opposing teams to 14, 17 points and let the offense do the rest. So I am excited about this move. Uh, they gave up a lot, but I think it'll pay dividends in the end. Yeah, I think it's a great move for the Rams. You know, I, obviously I was slow on Matt Stafford early on. I'm now on to the train. Um, you know, I think that they, they have something going there. And this presents such a problem for opposing offensive uh, coordinators. You know, you look at uh, – you have Von Miller and you have Aaron Donald, two guys that you usually always double team. Um, if you do that, that leaves you with only one offensive lineman to block two other defensive linemen. Um, that's impossible. And, you know, you just, it creates matchups that you're just not ready for. And the other big thing is now the Rams have the luxury of not having the blitz. You know, they have a pass rush that can get to the quarterback with two premier guys and they can leave seven guys deep. And I think the picks are going to come. I think interceptions are going to be huge for the Rams and turnovers help win games. I think it's a great addition. um, And I feel bad for every team that has to go against the Rams, especially that offensive line. No first, no second, no fourth, no sixth in 2022 (laughs) for the Rams. So all in Denver though is four and four. They're in the mix here for a playoff spot. If you're in the Broncos locker room and Von Miller's gone, does it impact your motivation coming into this week? I think it does. I think it, it, it sends a signal from the front office that, hey, we're, we're looking towards the future. And they're right in the mix. They're a 500 team, obviously, uh, you know, trying to, trying to figure it out. And you, you remove one of your leaders that, that's been a staple in your organization for years. Uh, what does that say? What direction are we going in in the future? And it looks like it's draft picks 
picking up more draft capital uh, and trying to move forward towards the future? I, I look at it and I was just looking up the schedule there. It looks like uh, Denver has only beat uh, the Giants, the Jets, the Jags, and the Washington <laughs> football team. So when we say that they're four and four, um, I might be a little elevated four and four. I know the, the Jets are starting to you know figure things out. The Giants played KC tough, but is KC any good? Uh, the Jags obviously are terrible. Um, and the Washington football team, which we thought had a great defense, you know, turned out to be not. Um, so I, I, I'm not sold on the Broncos. I think it obviously is a very difficult place to play in. So they have that extreme home field advantage. Um, but I, I, I think they understand, and especially watching this trade happen, the front office understands that this isn't the team that's going to win everything and they need to prepare. I wonder how long it's going to take to seep in. Like this game this week is going to be intriguing to see, see what that defense comes out. Are they flying around trying to get after people or is it more of a sluggish attempt that's going to tell you everything for the rest of the season for the Broncos? Speaking of teams who haven't beaten anyone, let's talk about Kansas City who added Melvin Ingram at the deadline. Not a huge splash move. He wasn't playing much for Pittsburgh, but there might be some gas left in the tank. They've beaten Cleveland, Washington, the Giants. I mean, it has not been the Eagles. It has not exactly been a powerhouse run for the Chiefs. We've all seen their struggles. Can, can they get right with one minor adjustment to their defense, Nick? Um, I, I don't know. The defense seems to have so many issues. I don't know if one guy is going to change it. Um, and the other thing about Kansas City is they're just giving the ball away like crazy. You know, Patrick Holmes throwing interceptions. I think he had two fumbles. What is it? It's ten interceptions and two fumbles. Like, if you're giving the ball away, you're having a hard time winning. Um, and it's because he's trying to do too much. He's trying to be – what everyone thinks he is and that's unworldly um instead of just being the quarterback so uh one piece it it might give him a bump is it going to change things over the course of the season i'm not sure yeah i don't i don't i don't think so either i think that defense is is terrible and a lot of people aren't talking about what that offense is doing uh nick mentioned the turnovers their offensive line is horrendous i watched them the other night they were getting beat which kind of speeds up Patrick's clock a little bit and which, which in turns, you know, causes turnovers with some of the throws that he's making. Uh, so there's a bigger problem in Kansas city. Um, defense is obviously a huge problem that that's been talked about, but their offense isn't doing nearly as much as they did in the past. And, and that that's a bigger problem. All right. We're going to my favorite topic on the rundown today. Cause it's very rare that we get to talk J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> Your guy, Zach Wilson, who is trying to rebound from an injury and some shaky play, let's put it like that. The Jets are bringing in John Beck, who's a former NFL quarterback and has worked with Zach Wilson, and they've just added him to the coaching staff, which is kind of odd in the middle of the year. I don't do we do we like this move for your Jets, Nick? How does it how does it move around in the old locker room here? You had a young man play an incredible, incredible game last week and th throwing for four hundred and five yards in Mike White, and now they got a personal coach for Zach Wilson. This is kind of interesting. I, I I don't know. Are the Jets doing the right thing here? Yeah, you know I look at it as uh, the backup quarterback. Um, 
is supposed to come in and hold down the fort until the starting quarterback is healthy again. And that's what he did. Now he did it at a fantastic level. I will give you that. Um, but at the same time, you look at when a backup quarterback comes in, usually that first game, they tend to do well because defensive coordinators have never seen this person before. Um, unless you have someone around this, uh, Mike Wright has been in it like three years. So there's not a lot of film on them to say, all right, here's what they're going to do with them. Um, and they had a, a great game plan. They did a lot of uh, some trickery in there um, and they made the plays to get the game and, and win. Um, seeing a personal quarterback coach come in, I don't think would be that big of a problem. I understand the reasoning. It was, uh, forget what, who was talking about. I don't know if it was head coach or the coordinator, but they were talking about, you know, if he is going to be spending time, which it was documented that he went back out, um, and spent time with him over the bye week Um, if he's going to be spending time with them and, and going over things, they want him to use the same verbiage and want them to make sure that, you know, when we're talking about different plays, drops, routes, that we're all saying the same thing. So it makes sense. And I also saw in that same press conference that he wasn't just working with um, Zach. So it's not like he's sitting in his next to his locker. He's the only one talking to him. He is working with all the quarterbacks. um, And I think that makes sense. And it seems like they've been in contact with this guy, uh, this Beck fellow, um, even during the draft when they were getting ready to draft him. So it seems like there was already a relationship there. It's now kind of solidifying it. And for me, it, it doesn't move the needle. I don't know if I was actually sitting in the locker room, how I would feel about that. Um, but me outside the locker room, having been in the locker room, and we'll do that in a big circle, um, I, I'm good with it. So I guess my only thought on, and I disagree with you a little bit, what is the quarterback and offensive coordinator doing? Are they not, can they not develop this guy? Is this a, is this a statement of them saying, Hey, we need to bring somebody else in because they're not the right guys to develop Zach Wilson at this point. And I, and the other issue I have with it, I think it's just too much noise in the quarterbacks here. You got three or four coaches telling him, you know, what he should be doing. And I think that could actually ruin the kid. Um, And if I'm the jets, Hey, Hey, Zach, if you want to get personal coaching on your own time or whatever it might be, hey, have at it on a Tuesday. Talk to John, you know, talk to Beck and see if he could help your, you know, your career out. But I think it's too too much noise and it's almost a slap in the face to the, the coaches you have on staff in terms of your quarterback coach, who's almost like, a, and Nick, you know this, we've been in locker rooms, that quarterback offensive coordinator guy is almost like a personal coach anyway, because he spends a lot of time with that quarterback anyway. So what does that say about the quarterbacks you have on your staff? Mike White was a fifth round pick in 2018 out of Western Kentucky by the Cowboys. And then he ends up on the jets and then he ends up throwing for over 400 yards and making a New Jersey better $125,000. We'll get to that in a second. If he keeps going, don't you let this guy roll? Nick, wouldn't you want to see him at QB in the green and white? If he's keeps on, or you got to go back to your guy. Yeah. I mean, this is where it's going to get tricky for the, the coaching staff, because if he continues to roll, and I think they have another great opportunity uh, this week on Thursday night um, where, you know, it's a short week, like I said, with defense coordinators, not being able to prepare for uh, quarterbacks on the first, the backup quarterbacks for the first try. Now you're getting into a short week where you don't have a lot of preparation again. Um, he could have another good week. If you're stringing along 400 plus yard 
games, when Zach does get healthy, you just – you kind of have to – I mean, I think you've got to – fingers crossed, close your eyes, and hope that whatever is working with the play calls and with the other players around that he can come in and do the same thing. Because otherwise, you're going to create a, a QB controversy and you just – I feel like we've been doing that now in the Jets for the past, I don't know, eight, ten years, and it's getting <laughs> kind of old. Uh, this, this is uh, – it's very different for me because we've been around the NFL for a long time, and this is what happens with backup quarterbacks. Come in, first game, play really well. Then defensive coordinators tend to get a book on you and understand your tendencies and what you do, and they disguise coverages and do different things like that. And I always say you're a backup for a reason, right? You've been around for a few years, and there's a reason you're a backup. And defensive coordinators will find a way to expose you. And you'll be like, dude, I thought he was our future. And he'll throw three, three interceptions later in the game. You'll be like, hey, let's go back to Zach Wilson. Uh, he's more like our future. So, uh, you know, obviously a flash in the pan, backup quarterbacks, that's what they do because teams aren't prepared for those guys when they come in game. So, Fair enough. All of us here at Big Man Bets would like to congratulate the small business owner in New Jersey who is being quoted as the better, who made a $1,000 bet on 125 one odds that Mike White would throw for the most yardage in a week. And he's like, oh, the Jets are always playing from behind, so he's going to have to throw a lot. That D sucks. I'll take a shot at it. And now he's rolling 125K uh, deep. That's – I mean – that's big time, right? I mean, that's better than what Big Man Bets has been doing. You guys want to tip your cap? I'll tip my Absolutely. cap right away. Is he a relative? Of, is he a relative of Mike White's or something? Is, <laughs> is that what it is? But yeah, anybody, anytime you put a thousand dollar bet on a on a backup quarterback that that uh, you know obviously haven't hadn't performed, you know, more power too. I'll tip my hat to him every day if he if he continues to make those bets. Yeah, I mean, I I love doing long shots. I love having a, a good time with it. But if you catch me doing anything over like five dollars, um, you know, come <laughs> check on me. A thousand dollars on one hundred and twenty-five to one, just like I don't, I can't even comprehend. Because you, when you make that bet at one hundred and twenty-five to one, you're assuming you're losing. So you're just assuming you're losing a thousand dollars. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. A grand is a lot that you're just saying goodbye to. I hope maybe he's a rich dude or somebody who might have a slight issue. But either way, this was a good day for him. Uh, does any, like, your top bet that you ever made, does, do either of you have something like that where you'd be like, I, I've, it, it reminded me of when I put five bucks on whatever, some horse that came in from on a 60-to-1 shot? Or like, I know you want to take – I'm still waiting on that horse, man. I, I, it hadn't <laughs> happened to me yet. Uh, I wish I could, I could put a little money in, in, in you know, five or 10 or even a hundred bucks on something. And, and the odds are that great where the upset, um, you know, pays off big like that. I haven't been that fortunate yet in my life. So hopefully over the next couple of years, uh, something like that happened. So. I got, I got sucked in uh, this year in March madness. I don't know what it was. I'm not a big college basketball guy, but for some reason this year's March Madness just seemed uh, exciting to me. So I was I was down in the basement. We have the TVs going, and I'm watching the games. And there was I forget who I forget the two games they were playing or the game that was playing in two teams, but it was like a two seed and a fourteen seed um, or a fifteen seed. And 
Like they got up big on him early in the first half. And I think he got to the end of it and they were up like 20 points or something, something crazy. And the money line had switched where the number two seed was at like plus 400 or plus 450, something crazy. And I was like, there's no way that this, like they just, they started off slow. There's no way they lose. So I threw some money on it, watched the game. They came back and won. Um, it was one of the happiest things, paying attention to the game. And seeing that switch, I think it was, it was a good bet, and that got me through the rest of March Madness, which was fantastic. That's awesome! Congratulations, and I think we should roll right into our picks on that note because why not just stay hot right now? And speaking of staying hot, Nick, three and zero last week. You had the Titans, knowing that uh, Derrick Henry was going to make it through the game. Uh, we'll miss you, Derrick Henry. That's that's too bad for Tennessee. You had Green Bay. I'm sorry, Orlando had Green Bay in the upset of the week. But Nick, you had, you had your upset of the week. You 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 believed in the Saints over the Bucks. You had the over under on Dallas and Minnie taking the under uh, and and winning by a ton. Uh, Nick, 16 and six, buddy. Congratulations here. You want to give us your pick of the week so we can all make some dough. <laughs> Thank you. I know that the tide is going to turn back around. Everything, you know, water always finds its level, but not this week. Not this week. This week, um, I love the board. There's a ton of games where I'm intrigued by the dogs, uh, but for my pick of the week, I cannot take a dog. I am taking the Rams at minus seven and a half versus Tennessee Titans. Um, I think that the Titans are going to be lost without Derrick Henry. Their offense is going to sputter um adrian peterson is not going to be the guy that they think he is uh they're not going to be able to run the ball like they do Tannehill uh will have to put it on his shoulders and with the addition of von miller there's no way that they're able to pass their way to get the win um so the rams are going to take it by over a touchdown and a half uh pick of the week rams minus seven and a half Mm -hmm. taking a heavy favorite on the pick of the week orlando for me, I'm keeping it in Ohio. I'm going the Cincinnati Bengals minus two and a half over the Cleveland Browns. Uh, that Cleveland has so much turmoil. They've been probably the most disappointing team, uh, you know, obviously in the league right now. And Cincinnati's really, really coming up playing well. So excited to, uh, so I'm going with Cincinnati minus two and a half. Interesting. Betting on the Bengals. I feel like somewhere there's a bounce back week for the Browns, but I like it. Let me get an upset from you, Orlando. I'm going with the Houston Texans. They played well second half last week. Although it was the Rams backup, I'm going Houston Texans over the Miami Dolphins. They're getting seven points uh, on the week. So they got to get, they got to get a victory at some point, but I think this is the week that uh, they come up and play well against, uh, against the uh, Miami Dolphins. On the road, even. Impressive. On the road. Wow. I love it. I love it. Uh, the Dolphins should never be seven-point favorites against anybody, so I, I love that pick. Um, my pick is a little dicey, but I do like it. I'm going Giants are plus three versus the Raiders. Uh, it's at home at MetLife Stadium. The Raiders are going to be a West Coast team traveling the East Coast. That always gets a little dicey for those West Coast teams. Um, and, you know, I think the Giants played well against Kansas City and, and unfortunately lost for them. I think they'll take that as a motivation, even though I don't know that they should. And they'll take that momentum into this game against the Raiders um, and kind of slap them around. It's good, probably going to be a little colder. Raiders aren't going to be ready for it. Uh, I think it's a plus three is an easy one. 
I like that play not to bring the room down with just the tragedy that's going on with Henry Ruggs. Uh, I mean, I, that's got to resonate in the locker room in a huge negative way and just, just, just an awful, awful, awful story. Uh, prayers for the person who uh, lost their life in the car accident and just just a, a, a rough time all around here. All right, let's do over-unders to, uh, to wrap it up here. Uh, Nick, you're up with your over-under. All right, so this one I struggled with. If you look at the over-unders on the boards, uh, you know, it was very difficult. It's a very tight over-under board. Uh, the one I went with is the Patriots and Panthers. They're sitting at 41 and a half. Uh, the Patriots did a 50-burger on the Jets just two weeks ago. Um, so they're capable of scoring and, and making that over happen on their own. And so I'm, I'm assuming that's going to happen again, fingers crossed. I'm taking the over 41 and a half on the Patriots Panthers. Okay. Hey, for, for me, I'm going Minnesota Vikings and the Baltimore Ravens. There's 49 and a half. And I am going with the over, believe it or not. Uh, you know, obviously, I think I think Lamar Jackson will have a big day. Uh, and he'll, he'll, I mean, they'll win big, but I think the over uh, 49 and a half. And just for the record, I mean, we're giving Nick a lot of love here today, but Orlando is, is riding 500, 11 and 11, not out of it, can get hot. Uh, Nick can get cold. I'd love to see you both stay hot or get Orlando, you get hot and, and Nick, you stay hot. But yeah. uh, let's not sleep on what Pace has been bringing to the table here with a nice 500, sleeping on him and about to perhaps uh, go big here week nine on, 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 on the rest of the way. Big man bets in the books here for week nine. I like to call it big man bets. Good little growl to it. I like it. Yes, a little little growl. Appreciate you guys. Good luck. And uh, hey, let's let's see what happens with this Green Bay situation. Should be interesting. Absolutely. Should be fun. Thank you very much.